Bienvenidos. From Poder Media, this is Poder Podcast. I am your host, Sergio Lagunas. This podcast features powerful stories from artists, influencers, and community leaders. Today's episode is all about civic engagement and politics. Our guest, Andres Rodriguez, talks about his knowledge and experience in the legislative process as an advocate for civil rights. He also talks about his involvement in LULAC, the League of United Latin American Citizens. Welcome to Poder Podcast, Andres. Appreciate you, Sergio. It's an honor to be here. So let's begin with your origin story. What city do you come from and and how did that start your journey towards where you are right now? Yeah, so I'm originally born and raised from Hollister, California, uh, right next to Mon Monterrey, Salinas, you know, all agricultural areas. And uh, my parents uh, uh, migrated there from, uh, my mom's from Durango, California, her whole family. My dad's from uh, Michoacán y Guanajuato. So they eventually met each other up here because of the seasons. And in uh, 1979, they had my brother. They're in San Juan Bautista. So one of the things that really sparked, you know, my journey was uh, uh, them being out in the fields, being involved with the Chavez movement, um, and also kind of just realizing that they were doing a lot of pesticide work while the farm workers were working there. So my brother was, uh, he was at Stanford when he was born uh, for about like two years because of a un underdeveloped kind of esophagus. And that was all due to, you know, spraying while farm workers were there. Can you describe a little bit more about the injustice that you learned about when your family was uh, working in the fields? Can you also touch on your educational journey and the inspiration from family members? Yeah, so that all stemmed into what I do today and my passion, which is to help our our Latino Latinx community, um, because with every you know family and community that I see throughout the country, I see my parents and my family. You know, we were lucky enough that my brother was a okay um, in the sense of being able to go to school, uh, bachelor's, masters, all that being one of my biggest role models. But seeing those those injustices really pushed me to be involved a lot more which was done through LULAC. Um, and LULAC is, uh, stands for the League of United Latin American Citizens. It's the country's oldest and largest Latino rights civil, civil rights organization that I've been a part of now uh, since I was 12, maybe since 2004. And from then, you know, I noticed that I could be involved on a local level, a state level, a national level, and really use my voice to, to, uh, to really use as a, as a tool by the time we re meet with uh, elected officials to produce some type of policy and whatever it may be at that moment. But growing up with knowing that my parents were involved with, with the movement with Cesar Chavez because of the injustices going up to LULAC and just you know, growing up in the 90s, going up to the 2000s, um, it really influenced me by the time I applied to schools. And one of the bigger schools that I wanted to go to was California State University Northridge, that one of the biggest uh, Chicano studies departments in the country. 
And what motivated me was that LULAC is both part uh, legislative help, you know, uh, influence, plus learning about your cultura so you could be proud and we can push our community forward. So I applied, got in, had the best four years there, met the best professors under Rudy Acuña, you know, one of the ones that, one of the professors involved with La Plana de Santa Barbara, uh, David Rodriguez, just many other folk. That's when, by the time I graduated, I was thinking, you know, I really want to make more of a difference. It's a Sacramento, McGeorge School of Law. Was there for a year, but growing up, I didn't really want to be a lawyer. Uh, so that was a little tricky for me. And a friend that graduated from USC told me about this program that focuses on social change and innovation. And he remembered all the all the uh, activities and events and initiatives that I'm a part of on a national level. He he thought this is you know this screams you. So I applied, I got accepted, and I switched lanes to USC. So from 2017 to 2019, um, I earned my master's in social work and social change and innovation. And now we're still moving forward uh, as a university to to do the most. And I just want to say, you know, I'm right now I'm currently in the works of uh, um, getting some hours via therapy uh, for my license, uh, a clinical social work uh, degree or license. But um, I do plan on going to UC Santa Barbara or UCLA for, you know, possibly a PhD. So everything that's going on right now, taking it into account. Yeah, tell us about that motivation to embark on a doctoral program and also touch on your current positions in the League of United Latin American Citizens, LULAC, and any other involvement that you are currently participating in during this moment. Yeah, so the more that you're involved, whether it be, you know, locally or state, nationwide, you're really getting to catch a sense of what the reality is at that moment. So as someone that eventually wants to do a lot more with research, this is a, you know, this is a time in our lives where we need to kind of record what's going on as to whether it be, you know, COVID um, being barely the end of July, who is it affecting more, you know, folks of color, why the reason for that is, you know, kind of doing that research while, while we're here in this moment. Um, and regarding, you know, with, with PhDs, I have some folks that once they graduated, they go straight into a program because they really know what they want to focus on. But for others, it's okay to take some time and really see what you want to study, what you want to research, and how that's going to affect the entire you know, population that you're really trying to focus on. And for me, it's more young folk, uh, collegiate students, and just the Latino community in general. Personally, I, you know, I'm taking these years to kind of do a lot more research so I can come back with you know, more, uh, more to offer in, in the studies. Uh, with LULAC, I actually am part of a national task force on higher education where really researching the effects of, uh, we're having a lot more Latino students enroll in, in universities, especially UCs. It was just on the news, but we want to make sure that they graduate. And that gap from enrollment to graduation is a lot that that gap is a lot wider than let's say in Florida, which is a lot uh, smaller and 
we want to kind of see what's going on here. You know, we want to make sure we produce successful graduates, Latino graduates, Latinx graduates in California as well with a bigger population, I want to say per capita. I mean, that's how I really want to get into the PhD, especially working with a lot of professors. But um, all of this going into the Lulac aspect of your of your last question, you know, we encourage a lot of folk to, uh, you know, run for office. You know, a lot of younger folk, you know, especially being out from school and having that data, how this kind of intertwines is if we're able to do this research, it affects going into policy so we can create a bigger change based on, you know, research and facts and things that are really uh, pushes forward. And with your experience and civic engagement and it, in your educational journey, what has uh, shocked you the most in terms of your experience talking with legislators and uh, looking at data and working on your social work uh, master's degree? Yeah, I think uh, one of the biggest parts has been letting young folks know that their narrative, their experiences, their story plays a big part in how these legislators uh, draft their their policy. Um, every February for LULAC, we have a national, it's called the Emerge Latino Conference, where we have students from ages 18 to 28, 29, you know, undergrad, graduate, young professionals. Um, they come to D.C. We provide a three-day advocacy training on how to talk to the representatives, how to, um, you know, kind of research some of the policy going on. So by the time you do talk to representatives, you're not only using your narrative, but up-to-date research. And, and that's a big thing for us. We're able to provide these resources uh, to, so they can learn those tools and resources. So it might not just have to be in D.C., you know, it's cool that you're in D.C. and we get to do that, but bring it back home so you can use your own state's capital, uh, your local uh, officials, and really hold your elected officials accountable to, you know, create change. Can you touch on that part of your uh, legislative process review? Um, how do you get in touch with politicians and how do you flip the view that, you know, they're working as representatives or they're working for you in doing public service? How do you communicate with someone with such power? Yeah, so we're we're fortunate enough that throughout the years, uh, I mean, Lulex was founded in 1929, and we've been instrumental in cases such as uh, Brown versus Board of Education. Uh, which desegregated schools because that came from Mendez versus Westminster here in Orange County. And that led up to Brownburg's Board of Education. And we're able to really, you know, bring in those resources that if they know that, you know, LULEC is dealing with an issue going on, then, you know, we mean business. And so that happened, you know, in the late 40s, uh, early 50s, and then also with the Head Start program that was just a, uh, a local program in Texas that ended up blowing up used by one of the, the presidents, you know, as a national incentive. And that was great. We're able to have those meetings and really plan those meetings with some local uh, elected officials, state, national elected officials. But at the same time, we want to make sure that we are prepared and that we, I guess you could say like hip to the issue going on because 
things change every day, you know, on Capitol Hill in DC and really bring, being, you know, just prepared. So I've seen videos of you going out and leading protests and demonstrations. Can you touch on your experience with that? And how does that tie into the whole process of trying to hold legislators accountable for what they do and the policies that they create? There's a couple ways that that kind of how I personally go at it. Sometimes uh, being in LA, being in downtown LA, it's really active all the time. And I'm, you know, depending on the issue, I'll try to show up. Right now it's a little tricky because of COVID. Been trying not to be out too crazy, but, you know, we're out here. The, it, it could be for different, you know, uh, for issues. We have, we just had like a social workers for Black Lives Matter, um, a certain um, organization for Vanessa Guillen, which was a big thing for us. My my experience has been, I, I do represent, you know, LULAC at all times, right? But at the same time, I'm always just also um, seeing what's going on locally so we can all support each other. Because at the end of the day, we've had many Latino organizations supporting, you know, Black or African-American organizations. And now, you know, we we have uh, them helping us out with uh, with Vanessa Guillen or the shootings of Andres um, in uh by the sheriff's department in LA and also um, from Jesse Monterrosa and Vallejo and Vallejo, California in the Bay area. And that's that collaboration that we strive for. And I strive for personally that, you know, we're supporting each other because at the end of the day, it's all, in my opinion, injustices against uh, folks of color, communities of color. So that's a, that's a big part of what I do. Um, and I always tell people just to kind of, you know, wrap it up with that is, uh, you know, we do a lot of the legislative efforts. We have, you know, the meetings with legislators, but at the same time, our activist side is also there. It's also still here in me. And, you know, I'm out on the streets connecting with folk and really seeing what the the sentiments are really truly on the street, because the street compared to being in the you know, on a hill, whether any type of capital, state, or uh, on the national, or, or you know, Washington D.C., or even at your local city hall, is different than the conversations you have in the street. So you described that very well. You must have plenty of years in the practice. And what would you say to those uh, younger crowds, or even everyone uh, listening in? What inspires you, and what keeps you motivated to? keep going and civic engagement and making sure that people are represented well. Yeah, no, I'd say a big part is, um, is just having faith. Like if you're, sometimes it's very hard being, let's say, you know, an activist or a, 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 an advocate for an issue you really believe in, but not finding those immediate, um, goals that you wanted to you know achieve right it's sometimes it's very easy to be discouraged nowadays after putting in so much work with it, whether it be organizing or being out there or whatever it may be and kind of giving up and I think something that's helped me out is just uh, having that faith that pushes me to you know faith in myself um, faith in 
you know, my colleagues, my partners and our community and just humanity that like, you know, all these things, like you're not alone. And sometimes you might feel like it, but the, you know, the, the truth will come out on, you know, what's right and what's wrong. And I'm on the side that, you know, I want justice to prevail, you know? So I would just say, do not be discouraged for those that are putting in work, you know, day in, day out where I want to say it's volunteer work for a lot of the most part, especially being students that, um, to not be discouraged of the work you do because it is, um, it is appreciated and it's going to take every single one of us to actually, uh, to keep it pushing, you know, um, whether it be through art scenes, whether it be through spoken word, which is a big part, you know, really putting the truth out there through art. Um, it's a bit, it's a big thing. And how, how my friend Manuel says it from, from Texas, you know, for, for the leaders out there, which is every single one of you, you know, leadership stamina is incredibly important, you know, for folks that look up to your direction. So always remember that whether you might know that or not, there are people looking up to you and we got to keep it going. Thank you for sharing that. And touching on your personal aspect of inspiration and motivation, what if what would you say is your source of power, your source of poder? My source of poder would be would be uh, faith for sure. As I kind of mentioned beforehand, faith has really kept me going. Um, faith in me, faith in those that I work with, faith in my community and in humanity that we can actually continue to achieve a lot more. You know, when we get these little wins, let's take these wins and run with it, you know, uh, because sometimes we know on a, you know, federal level, um, we can do all the work. But if we we have someone that can strike something down, it, it won't work, you know, but you never know, maybe if in the next year or two, it will work, you know, uh, a source of poder that I always think about off the phrase is that you only lose when you give up, you know, as soon as you give up, that's when you lose. But as soon as you, as long as you know, and you are cognizant that I'm going to keep it going, keep it going, then, you know, there's no loss. And I really want, and that's something that I really want a lot of the young folk, you know, going into, uh, into college, uh, going into, you know, a graduate school, um, maybe a law school or medical school, whatever it may be. You know, it'll be hard, but you only do lose when you quit. And that's what gives me my poder. Thank you, Andres. And it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Now, can you leave us with your final thoughts? Yeah, um, I just want to, you know, let y'all know that, you know, it's coming up to the end of July. Um, please, if you're able to help those around you complete the census, help those around you to register to vote. Uh, all of these things matter. It's very easy to kind of have that be blinded by other things coming up and other things and issues and, and things around you that kind of blind you to what's important. But I would say, please complete the census. Uh, please register to vote and also vote. But using social media right now, uh, please spread the word. You know, a lot of the times we're here inside our houses or, you know, at work, 
um, kind of spread around people. But if you're able to share any type of information and knowledge via social media, emails, whatever, please do so, because that's how we always learn from other folk. You know, we all don't know everything. You know, we all learn from someone. So let's make this, you know, our year and and the younger folks will end up uh, deciding really how, you know, the how we navigate this country from here on out. Thank you. And one last request. Uh, can you please share how people can get a hold of you or a hold of your organization through a website or social media? Yeah. So personally for me, uh, my email that I use is Andres Rodriguez at lulac, L-U-L-A-C, dot org. Um, you can follow our LULAC accounts at, at LULAC, at L-U-L-A-C. Uh, the division that I'm leading is uh, Collegiate LULAC or LULAC Young Adults, which if you find us on any social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's at Collegiate LULAC. And then my personal for all three as well would be at Dress Coast, D-R-E-S. C-O-A-S-T on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And from there, you'll see that we all repost each other with everything coming up. So you can be involved on your university campus, uh, your community. And if there's no representation there of someone to uh, represent you, we can find that for you, whatever age, whatever um, city you're at. All right. Thank you, Andres, for joining me today. Right. Appreciate you, Sergio. Thank you for listening to Poder Podcast, the podcast con poder. This is Sergio Lagunas. Music is produced by Brian Navarrete. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple, or on your favorite app. You can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Poder Podcast.